Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, Sky community. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women. If you are enjoying listening to our episodes, please go ahead and give us a like, follow the show, and share with the women in your life. Today, you're in for a treat because we have with us Dr. Sogol, who is a board-certified pediatrician and the founder and managing partner of ABC Pediatric Clinic. And after struggling with burnout, Dr. Sogol embarked on a journey of mindful living and became a certified as a mindfulness coach. And she has a lovely podcast. She incorporates tools of meditation, yoga, and breath work to connect to the present moment and find self-fulfillment and joy. Welcome, Dr. Sogol. Thank you so much for having me, Carolyn. This is such a treat. I'm excited. Yeah. It is a delight because I think not only physicians, but moms in general, women in general, tend to take care of everybody else. We're so busy with all the things and really practicing self-care and being present in the moment and not running to just the next thing, right? Always living for the next thing, I think is, is really hard and we can all find ourselves in burnout in life. Yeah. So completely agree with you. You know, I immigrated here from Iran at the age of 10. And then the, the you know, in the Persian community, Middle East community, you either get three careers, you get engineering, doctor and law, and you get to choose from those three. So I chose medicine. I knew from a very early on that I, that medicine is, is, kind of my my chosen career. And then as we do, especially in medicine, we just keep setting goals and goals and goals. And so I went to med school, I did residency, pediatric, and then I was like, okay, well, the next goal is family. I, had, I got married, had three kids back to back. I actually started my, opened up my own pediatric clinic when I had two kids, two years old, four years old, and then I was pregnant. So I, yeah, (laughs) I was, I was on steroids (laughs) and that's how I lived my life for 40 years. I was raising three kids with a practice. My commute to my clinic is about 30 to 45 minutes. So it wasn't right next door. So I was trying to juggle the mom thing, the wife thing, the doctor thing, the daughter thing. My parents live pretty close to us. And I did get a lot of support from nannies and parents and, and, and siblings and stuff. But still, I was such an overachiever. And this is what you usually find in physicians and women professionals is that nothing was good enough for me. Like I would get to one goal and it'd be like, I wouldn't even pause to like take it in. Right. I, I think with my third, I took two weeks off for maternity leave, maybe. Wow. And then I was like, okay, wow. we got to go back to work. We got to. And, and I did that for 40 years. And Around age 40, it it just caught up to me. I was, the way that I can explain it is I was, I I was just tired all the time. It was like post-call fatigue, right? It was like doing a shift for, back then there was no 18 hour cap or whatever they do these days. It was like doing shift for 36 hours and then coming home. But I felt like that all the time. 
I started cutting back on my hours. I started making some changes to my schedule and it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. And, and so I kind of floundered for two or three years and I was like, well, maybe, you know, the first thing that comes to our mind is like, oh, it's cancer. I have leukemia. I check my CBC like five times. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, it's not maybe, okay. And then I was like, well, maybe it's just midlife. Like you just have teenagers and you have work and, or maybe this is just the way it's supposed to be. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I don't, even if this is the way it's supposed to be, I don't want it to be like this for me. Like I've got to do something. And so I started reading a lot of self-development books, a lot of kind of spiritual, like the old school, like uh, Wayne Dyer, Chopra, Eckhart Tolle is, is one that I started with, which I highly, highly recommend The Power Now. And he's got a couple of other amazing books. And, you know, it really opened up a completely different world for me. It, it totally changed my perspective on things because I was such... I was, you know, I'm not the person that lives in the past. I'm always the person that lives in the future, right? It's like set right, goals, right. What's, the, what's next? What do we do? Like I'm on a vacation. I was like, what's our next vacation? Instead of like, let's just enjoy the one we have now. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, so I did that for a couple of years and then through the physician Facebook pages and community I'm in, I got introduced to coaching and I got I got co- a coach for myself and I got certified. And then my niche, the one that I picked is mindfulness because I had been studying that for a while and it's completely changed my life completely changed my life. A lot of these concepts were very kind of vague to me, right? Like live in the present moment and like, yeah, Yeah. like define for us, what does mindfulness actually even mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, so if I had to define it in two words, it would be your thoughts and your feelings. That's how I started my journey, right? It's like pausing and asking yourself like, how do I, how, how did I, how do I feel today? Like, how do I feel at this moment? What, what are these feelings that I'm carrying around? Right. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing that simple exercise every day at different random points of the day, I would just pause and be like, huh, what, how do I feel today? And it was always something like angry, frustrated, irritable, annoyed. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I That's had fair. lived in, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, some people live in sadness, some people live in anxiety, but mine was all just anger, anger and like resentment. And so from there, I started digging a little bit deeper, like, okay, so like, why are you angry? What is going on? And then when you start to do that, what happens automatically is that your brain starts pointing to other people. I'm angry because my kid forgot his homework and my husband doesn't help with the chores and, and the staff keeps not showing the work and the patients are demanding. Like you, you start to look for answers outside of you, which is super sure. common, right? right? And and it's not until you start to look within that you start to find the true answers because we can point our fingers to other people all the time. They're not going to change. They're, I mean, they'll change. Right. Ultimately, we're in charge of our thoughts and feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once I started looking within myself, I found out that I was completely 
abandoning myself and Mm. neglecting my needs. And I was angry at myself. That's where the anger was coming from. And so that's when I set out on this, you know, path of like, okay, what can I do to actually honor, you know, my Mm -hmm. time, my energy, my space? What can I do as far as like create an environment around me that's more um, cohesive and congruent with who I want to hang out with, who I want to talk to. So it's literally like we have a thing in the Persian culture before our new year is in March and it's called spring cleaning where like you, you clean up all your clutter and stuff like that. It's literally spring cleaning for your life. And it starts with like your environment, like your space. Then it goes out to like the people. And then you add on like social media. I changed all my, like what I was following on social media. I changed who I was talking to. I changed. So that's the external part of it, right? And then the internal part is like, okay, well, let's see what we can change about how we talk to ourselves, right? Right, For me, my negative self-talk was not like, you're a loser, you can't do anything. It was more like, do more, be more, take on more. (laughs) Like I had zero limit. And so you have to inspect that. You have to see like, you know, and it's very subconscious. It's very deep, right? It's super sneaky. These are thoughts that you have been programmed in you, but they're not like obvious in your face. So you have to take some time to dig in there and be like, oh, wait, like I'm never satisfied with what I do. Like no matter what mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. I want to do more. My brain keeps telling me do more, be more. So how am I going to... Yeah. Sorry. Don't you think that a lot of times women are comparing themselves to others or thinking that they should do more, whether it's carpool line or volunteering or this or that, you know, I feel like that there's a lot of, you know, thinking that you have to do it all on your own and really not allowing yourself to just have space to enjoy life on your terms. Completely. I will say the two things that I'm still working on is judgment and comparison. Oh my God. I judge myself 24 hours a day. And that judgment comes from comparing myself to X, Y, and Z. Still your joy. Yeah, absolutely. Still your joy. And I think that for so many women, this is is entirely common. Uh, We're our own mean girl. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. And you know, one of the things that I do with my clients that I actually started, that that was the, the healing that I did for myself was through the inner child, right? I do a lot of visualizations with the inner child. So really go like whenever you're having these thoughts, right? Of comparison, of jealousy or judgment or whatever, just take a picture of yourself, right? Try to find it, put it on your phone, put it on something that you look at every day. And whenever your brain is giving you those thoughts of like, I can't believe she's ahead of you. And I can't believe she's, you know, making uh, homemade cupcakes for her daughter's birthday party. And you're just going out to like Randall's or whatever and buying your cupcake. When you're hearing those thoughts, I want you to say it, look at, take your picture out of your childhood and look at your picture and then say those words to that child. 
And mm. being, so speaking to your inner child. Yeah. Yeah. That really is what, what made it for me is that, especially if you have kids, your moms, and if you have kids, because we t- tell our kids all the time, right? If a kid came up to me and said, oh my God, mommy, blah, blah, got a, a 95 and I only got a 92. I feel horrible. How would you speak to that child? What would you tell your child, right? You wouldn't be like, oh my God, yeah, you should have gotten a 95. You work harder next time, whatever. You'd be like, no, this is, did you do your best? Did you put enough effort in? It? You know, you, you, you try to validate them and console them versus try to like <laughs> ram more stuff, down, shove more stuff down their throat. So yeah. that's a super easy exercise that all of y'all can do. And then I think the other thing that helped me was just journaling, just writing down because you use a different part of your brain when you actually write things down when you're thinking versus if you're just like verbalizing it in your head. So writing things down and trying to figure out like, what is my brain offering me? And sometimes it's going to be super scary. Like the deeper thoughts are the ones that are not, you know, up to the surface. So if you write them down, that's when those thoughts are going to come out. And so don't judge them. Just hold space for them, be with them and know that they're there for some reason. And they just need validation. They just need to be heard or sometimes they just need to be released. You just need to get them out. (laughs) Yeah. And then you can review them and go, wow, those thoughts aren't serving me or that's actually not true. That's just what I've been thinking all these years. And I've thought it so many times that I believe it to be true. Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. So it's been wonderful. I will say it is a journey, right? And so it's not like if you do it for three months, oh, everything's fine, great, Andy. But you definitely will find more moments of joy. When I set out, you know, my feelings were like anger and frustration, irritation. And my goal was that I wanted to be in ease. I was like, I just want to be calm. Like, what would it look like to be calm? And so do that, see what your feelings are and then where you want to go. And then the path in between is what you have to walk to rewire and reprogram your brain and challenge some of those thoughts that, that are coming in. One of my common thoughts, which I still hold is I am behind anything I do. You're behind. Yeah. Matter. Mm -hmm. Matter. You could have done 20 things today. Nope, you're still bad because there's yeah. Instead of celebrating those 20 wins, you're going to look at the one or two things that aren't done that you feel like just really need to be done. Yeah, totally. So, you know, really pointing out and like shuffling through all those thoughts that you have and like separating one and working on that and like challenging it and bringing it to light. That's what I did one by one. Every month, it was a different thought. Sometimes it took six months to to work on one thought. It just depends on how ingrained it is and when you were conditioned with that thought and how long you've been telling yourself that. Yeah, but it's completely worth the journey. So talking to just the general working woman or stay-at-home mom even, who is you know, living through just the busyness of life and trying to kind of slow down and be more mindful and be present, whether that's with the kids or, you know, starting a side hustle or whatever. What are your like top steps that you would say to take? Like, do you think that somebody has to have a coach or they need to have a therapist? Or do you think that it's possible with like, you know, creating your pod or journaling or 
you know, having an accountability partner? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I think we, especially we as professional women, we're pretty smart, right? We can figure things out by ourselves, but I think it's going to take a lot. You can definitely do it by yourself, but it's going to take longer, right? The beauty of a coach is that one, they hold a non-judgmental safe space for you, which sometimes it's really hard for you to hold that space for yourself, depending on what the situation is, right? Yeah. And then number two, they bring a different perspective. So if your brain has been like driving down this one highway for 40 years, right? It's not yes. going to, it's going to be very tunneled vision. So it's not going to be able to look left and right and be like, oh, look, there's another route that I can go on, right? It's going to want to yeah. drive down. So it brings a different perspective, which sometimes you can do that on by yourself, but you can't do it with the deeper thoughts, right? So those are the two. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, and then you get some, once you do, I, I've, I feel like once my clients do commit to coaching, it's that first step that they've actually taken to commit to themselves. So they take it a lot more seriously, right? It's like signing up for, I don't know, a class, right? Or paying for a class and you're like, okay, well, I paid, I really need, I don't want to show up. It sucks, but because I paid for this, let me show up, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think sometimes just knowing that you're going to be held accountable makes a difference. Yeah, exactly. And then once you know, you've gone through a coach once you've learned the ways, then I think it's a little bit easier to hold yourself accountable. But I think it's harder if you want to start out that way because you have to be pretty disciplined and disciplined in a different way. And then what I did, I used along with the coach, I used a lot of just free, there's so many free resources out free there. Resources, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I love YouTube, right? So I would hear someone talk about like, you know, boxed breathing and I'd be like, okay, I don't know what that is. And I would YouTube it and I would just like put it on to do box breathing like three times a day or, you know, right. the four, seven, eight breath or whatever, different things. Or my inner child meditations. I Googled inner child meditation on YouTube and put it on. And I was like, I'm just going to try this every day for a month or whatever you want to do. So the resources are out there for you, but your biggest block, the, the three biggest blocks that I've heard is like, I don't have time. Where am I going to find the time? right? That's huge. I don't have money. Where am I going to find the money? And then even if I had the time and the money, I don't trust myself to do it. Like I'm going to sign up, but I'm never going to follow through. Those are the blocks that you need to kind of work through to make that second step. And for the time is you, first of all, we all have time. (laughs) We just don't have the right priorities right? We all have time. It's just that we don't prioritize ourselves. And so we don't have time for ourselves. That's true. But that needs to change because at some point in your life, it is going to catch up on you. You might be still, you know, walking on adrenaline or cortisol. At some point in your life, you are going to collapse. That's just the human body and the human mind. I don't have money. Again, look at your finances. Look to see like, 
do I want to buy this Chanel purse or do I want to get coaching? Do I want to go on this like $10,000 vacation or whatever and be miserable and, and chart on vacation or have my brain be in a different spot where I'm physically in the Turks or Miami or whatever. So you have money, like your physicians, you have money. And then, and then the third one is I don't, no, I don't want to disappoint myself. I don't know if I'm going to show up, right? The beauty of having a coach is that the coach is going to keep you accountable for showing up. So you have another person that you can lean on and that will kind of hold you up, right? Until you start going. <laughs> so do you use any of this coaching in your clinic with your pediatrics, oh with your mamas? Oh my God. No, I use it with my kid, with the patients. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So kids are so, so they're not as conditioned, right? The 40 year old mama is different from the 12 year old child, right? Sure. And with COVID, we've seen such a high uptake of anxiety and depression and isolation and dissociation. So I will, sure. I, I will use it in the teenagers. And it's amazing because some of them, if they're totally open to it, they'll come in and they'll say, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'll say, you know, that's just a thought. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's just some words that your brain put together and it keeps telling you that. And so you get to choose if you want to believe it or not. Yeah. And I swear some of the teens, and then I'm like, I'll give them some stuff to do. And then uh, they'll come for follow-up. And I'm like, oh, how are you doing? And they're like, oh my God, I'm doing amazing. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just like talked to you for like literally five minutes. What do you do? What do you mean? you do? He's like, well, you just told me it's a thought. So I just keep telling myself it's a thought. Like they, they flipped the switch so fast. It's incredible. So that's awesome. I, I would, you know, I, my passion is with the midlife female physicians, but if there are more coaches that could get into the space of teens and even preteens, I have, mm-hmm. when I started coaching, my kids were preteens. So I use it on my kids all the time, all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. So my website is Dr. Sogol. So it's D-R-S. O-G-O-L.com. And then if you go there, my podcast is on there, Mindful Living with Dr. Sogol. Um, I'm on social media. I'm pretty active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I put daily inspirational stuff up there and, and tools to use and resources so they can follow me there and listen to my podcast. That's awesome. Fantastic. So everyone go give her a listen, go follow her on social for some inspiration and ways to stay mindful. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. 
You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.